0: Dub Nation, that hurt. They all hurt. This was the 32nd clutch game for the Golden State Warriors, meaning it was damn tight like they always are. And the Warriors are now 15 and 17 in those games. They play their first double overtime game against the Los Angeles Lakers since 1969. And despite heroic efforts from Stephen Curry, from Jonathan Kaminga, Klay Thompson was hitting some big shots at the end there, but his defense is a whole other topic. But regardless, the Golden State Warriors are now five games below 500. And if they don't make a move, this season's over. It's just, that's just, there's, I I don't know how you can even debate that anymore. Change needs to happen. I wish it started at the top, but again, you've got an owner and a GM who are gutless. They're not going to get rid of the ultimate problem, which is the head coach. So the next best thing is upgrade your personnel. Otherwise this season is toast and we'll break it all down next. This is locked on warriors. You are locked on warriors, your daily golden state warriors podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube where we exclusively host our live shows. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, that was absolutely gut-wrenching. I'm going to sound like a broken record because the Golden State Warriors are a broken record. I don't know how I could not sound like one when we see the same damn thing over and over and over again they keep it close all year the fight is there but this is a results driven business and the results are not ending up in the Golden State Warriors favor Stephen Curry I just saw footage of him ripping off his jersey Hulk Hogan style and uh the frustration is palpable I think everyone feels it double overtime and <laughs> i guess the thing that sticks out to me first and foremost is i don't know if you folks for for you folks who did not watch the game steve kerr on the final possession which resulted in lebron james first of all a, a, anyone could have predicted the final play for the los angeles lakers the ball was going to go in lebron james's hands he was going to take that final shot and Pajemski ended up on him initially. He blows by him. Jonathan Kaminga, who had a great game, but he he just whiffed on that assignment there. LeBron blows by him. So then Draymond Green is the last line of defense, and Green fouls him because the alternative was going to be a layup. But if you were paying attention to what I just told you, I mentioned Brandon Pajemski, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. The other two players on the floor for that final possession were Stephen Curry and Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph was in the game at the end of the first overtime as well. Steve Kerr, for some reason, thinks Corey Joseph is a great defensive player. (laughs) That is news to me. And even if he has the ability to stay in front of other players, last I checked, he's still just six feet, two inches tall. Steve Kerr has an utter aversion to size. I don't understand the why of that. Logically, it makes some sense offensively because he wants speed for his motion offense. But defensively, how the hell does it make sense to play at the end of a game when you're up by one, you need a stop. The other team is huge. The Lakers are one of the biggest teams in the NBA, and your defense for that final possession is Corey Joseph, Stephen Curry, who by the way, Kerr did not have in the game at the end of the first overtime, he brought in Corey Joseph for Stephen Curry. That's news to me that Corey Joseph is a better defensive player than Stephen Curry. I mean, if the decision was made to give Steph a breather at the end of the first overtime, all right, I guess. But what is the reasoning for having Corey Joseph in the game in a pivotal moment where the outcome was determined? And (laughs) I saw that lineup in there again. The Golden State Warriors gave up 33 first quarter points. Last game they played, they gave up 40 first quarter points. The Golden State Warriors made an adjustment in their starting lineup tonight, which was a good adjustment. It was one of the, the rare Steve Kerr moves I can endorse. He he had Steph and Clay as a starting backcourt, your Splash Brothers. He had Kaminga back in the starting lineup, and he also had Draymond Green back in the starting lineup to go along with Andrew Wiggins. That was your starting five. I endorse that. But six minutes into the quarter, you take Kaminga out, And for a good portion of the rest of the quarter, you're back to this three-point guard nonsense. It's one thing to do it in the first quarter. I mean, first of all, when these games end as close as they do, every single decision you make throughout is going to be pivotal. So any minute you're giving to Corey Joseph or to any diminutive player can have drastic ramifications. But at the end of a game, I mean, has Kavon Looney just become that irrelevant? Corey Joseph is now a better defender than Kavon Looney. Corey Joseph is is going to give you a better shot defensively than Trace Jackson Davis, one of the only players on her team who gives you rim protection and size. Steve Kerr just he just hates bigs. I mean, you you look at like the 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 bench for this team tonight. Dario Sharich, Kevon Looney, and Trace Jackson Davis. If my math here in front of me, if the stats from my box score, courtesy of ESPN, while I wait for the NBAs to update theirs, because that's the one I always rely on. Oh, there we go. The, the NBA one is now available. Good. Um, if my math is correct, Dario Sharich played 15 minutes. Kevon Looney played five minutes. Trace Jackson Davis played five minutes. That's 25 minutes of a 58-minute game given to your quote-unquote bigs. He just doesn't like bigs, and the results show. Now, a lot of people are going to talk about officiating in this game, rightfully so. I actually took a ton of notes that highlight some of the gross incompetency by NBA officials in this game. I thought the the worst part of it, without any doubt in my mind— was I believe it was in the either late fourth quarter or in that first overtime where there was an inadvertent whistle by the referees. I kid you not. The Lakers missed the shot. The ball ends up in Klay Thompson's hands. The referee blows the whistle inadvertently, meaning for no good reason. He just blew the whistle, stopped the action, says, whoops, my bad. And then instead of giving the ball to the Warriors, they pile on to the insult by saying that it was a loose ball when the ball was clearly in Clay Thompson's hands and they made it a jump ball now the Warriors won the jump somehow miraculously and that one play did not ultimately cost them but it symbolized the gross incompetency tonight from the officials in fact I'll get into everything real quick that they did that was just that at least I wrote down that was just complete lunacy the fact that Clay Thompson fouled out, the Clay, the fact that Andrew Wiggins fouled out, uh, uh, Jonathan Kaminga was playing with five fouls for both overtimes in the end of the fourth quarter. They, uh, they called this was uh, I don't, maybe this is more egregious. They called a lane violation, violation, a lane violation. That means they accused, in this case, Draymond Green of crossing the line before the ball hit the rim on a second free throw attempt. That was missed, by the way. They got a second opportunity. They made that free throw to make it up. In a one-point game, things like that matter. They called a lane violation, a type of violation that you could call that every single free throw. And with three minutes to play in this game, in a tight, pivotal game, they called... A lane violation on Draymond Green. There was a late foul near the end on Steph, which was utter BS. You look at the free throw disparity in this game. And I'm sorry, for for those of you, and and for some reason, the people that always take the biggest offense to me criticizing officials are community college basketball coaches. I kid you not, every time I get into it when it comes to officials screwing over refs, it's always community college basketball coaches that always I, that I always hear from it, it with social media or email saying, "Come on, David, you can't blame refs." That's just a cop out. When the free throw dis- discrepancy is forty three to sixteen, that you how could you not put a little focus on that? The Los Angeles Lakers had forty three free throw attempts to sixteen. For the Golden State Warriors. So yeah, the refs did screw the Warriors in a lot of ways tonight. When it comes when it, when you when you're looking at a one point game, anything that made a difference has to be looked at. But in the end, again, this was the 32nd clutch game. And what and clutch again is I believe with five minutes to play, it's within five points that part I'm actually uh, brain farting on. I apologize, but there is a specific number for it, but but a clutch ultimately meaning a very, a very close game at the end of the game. And the Warriors are in another one of those. They're now 15 and 17 in those clutch games. But another thing the Warriors did, which was incredibly just discouraging is they blew another big lead. Now this wasn't 24 points or in the twenties, like, We saw a lot of earlier this season. The Warriors tonight blew a 15-point lead. But still, this team can't hold leads. This team loves their head coach for some reason thinks height doesn't matter in the NBA. When, of all sports, if there's any sport where height is such a vital variable, it's basketball. And nonetheless, though, we have a head coach. Who, uh Doesn't think that matters, and we're seeing the results. So, the Golden State Warriors are now five games below 500, and they'll get this. Is a I'm guessing this is a Laker fan in my chat real fast here, Chris saying refs were horrible for both teams. Yeah, but you got the Lakers got 43 free throw attempts. All right, I didn't really see many calls going the Warriors' way at the end either. I, I don't. I don't buy that. Um But nonetheless. Now Montana says something that I do agree with, which is that Stephen Curry did force a lot of shots in this game, but he also hit what should have been the game winner. Anyways, this was just ugly. We're gonna we're gonna get into it a lot more. I'll play some sound. There's some stats that I need to to break down, but ultimately, bottom line, there needs to be some sort of change, and we could talk about what that change is. One player is, in my opinion, in the spotlight for someone who I really think has no point in staying on this team I'm going to get into that in just a moment because if you're going to trade anyone even though I've been mentioning Andrew Wiggins name a lot and believe me I still strongly think that he needs to be on the trade block but there's also another player that when you look at this roster you have to ask yourself what is he what's he doing here what's the point I'm going to get into that in just a moment we have some advertisers who thankfully fund this operation and I got to give them some love and let's do that. First up, eBay Motors. We're not going to have a job. I don't think we're going to have a Josh Lloyd read in tonight's uh, ad. Um, where's your overlay? There we go. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle. Not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor that always evokes a beautiful memory. Look, if you're in the Bay Area. There is a silver lining to this disaster that we're currently talking about, known as the Golden State Warriors. There's a bright side, folks, when it comes to the sporting scene. And that is tomorrow morning, afternoon, the San Francisco 49ers are going to beat the piss out of the Detroit Lions. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. I am so confident that this is going to happen. And if you can figure out a way to play FanDuel in the process and win some money, the last time I checked, the spread was San Francisco minus seven. Bet the damn house on that. I feel great about it. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And again, bet on the Niners. If it's seven, you know, I'm going to open up the sports book right now just to confirm that the FanDuel sports book. Uh, and all you do, folks, by the way, if you ever want to access lines fast, just Google FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the first link that's going to pop up, and they have everything covered. Now, when it comes to the 49ers and the Detroit Lions, the spread right now, it's 7.5. I'm feeling good about it. In my humble opinion, worst-case scenario for my San Francisco 49ers, it ends up being like a 27-10 to 10 game. They're going to cover that spread win some money, have some fun tomorrow. And yeah, some things you just feel good about, folks. I feel damn good about my San Francisco 49ers getting back to the Super Bowl. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, the futures, the props are endless. New customers join today, and you'll get two hundred dollars in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com/slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com/slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, and folks, have fun tomorrow. I'm I'm so pumped. It's been a while since I've been like just giddy about going to sleep because i know that game's tomorrow i'm pumped if you're a niners fan i'm with you let's have some fun and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the nfl you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. The Locked On Podcast Network, they've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel subscribe to me on threads i'm there i'm active at dog wild folks i'm looking at this roster right now and what is kevon looney doing here i mean kevon looney has become mr irrelevant literally for this roster he played five minutes tonight kevon looney does not play anymore i don't understand why trace jackson davis doesn't play anymore i don't understand why steve kerr has decided the center position is irrelevant i but that's his mentality but look andrew wiggins by by relative standards had a decent game today he actually had a, a solid game a, relatively speaking it was the best game in my opinion of his entire season he looked good out there but while you can look to numbers offensively to indicate Wiggins having a decent night, 22 points for him. He was eight of 12 from the field. He actually was hitting his threes tonight. He was three of four from, from beyond the arc. It was awesome, but he, he a he's a defensive liability. It, it It's true. I mean, it, both him and clay. I mean, clay Thompson has been really bad on the defensive side, but I'm trying to live in reality here. I'm trying to be pragmatic here in terms of, discussing future trades, uh, possible transactions. I just don't see Steve Kerr being fired, and I also don't see Klay Thompson or Draymond Green being traded. So while I personally am not one to let sentimentality get in the way of professional sports decision-making, it seems like that's what the Warriors are doing. And even though Klay Thompson can no longer defend anyone really i mean harrison barnes scored a career high 39 points largely with clay guarding him for some reason this made no damn sense tonight steve kerr assigned clay thompson to guard lebron james why that i did not get that at all even though lebron james is the oldest player in the nba literally crazy but true when you consider the fact that lebron tonight uh, had a triple-double, played 47 minutes, 36 points. He had 20 rebounds. That's what happens when you play a team of hobbits. And he also had 12 assists. He was also a negative six in the plus-minus. But 36 points for LeBron. Yes, it was two overtimes, but still. 39 points for Harrison Barnes uh, uh, two days ago, two or three days ago, whenever that was. Clay Thompson can't play D anymore. Andrew Wiggins is not much better. And that is this team's biggest issue by a mile is defense. They can't stop anyone. Part of the problem. And again, I'm sorry for sounding like a broken record, but this damn Warriors team is a broken record. So if you hear me repeating the same damn thing over and over again, it's because the Warriors are doing the same damn thing over and over again. And one thing they're doing is continually thinking that two of their wings that were largely responsible for the team winning a title two years ago can't play D anymore. Wiggins is a little better than than Clay Thompson, but again, I don't. I just don't see Clay being moved. I think the Warriors want to keep him long term. I don't hate that idea, even though defensively he's a massive liability now. But Andrew Wiggins is not resulting in wins, and regardless of what these players are doing. If you're not winning with them, that's the goal. What are you doing here if you don't care about wins? You're missing the entire point. And so not only does Wiggins, in my humble opinion, have to go, because this is the other problem. Actually, why don't we take a quick uh, breather here, and then I'll explain to you why keeping Wiggins is going to be a massively huge problem. I'm going to discuss that in just a moment. Uh, first, though, we got a brand new sponsor here, and this is going to involve every one of you uh, because it is a interactive commercial. I kid you not. And our brand new sponsor tonight is Quiz with Three Eyes. This episode of Locked On Warriors is brought to you by our new sponsor, Quiz. And today we're going to have some fun and test your Golden State Warriors knowledge. Uh, this is a question that they provided to me that I'm going to now relay to you. And this is the whole premise of quiz, again, with three eyes. all right? So the trivia question I have for you is, let me find the Warriors trivia question here real fast. Oh, come on. Like, right when I, I want to do this, it's not available now. Um, here we go. What are the team colors of the Golden State Warriors? Is it A? royal blue and gold? Is it B, black, silver, and yellow? Is it C, navy, blue, and orange? Or is it D, green, yellow, and white? I'm going to answer that for you in just a minute. Quiz with three eyes i's, is the next generation trivia experience. It's also the world's first platform where you can earn money playing uh, knowledge games. And for Lockdown Warriors fans, they've created an NBA quiz game where you can test your knowledge and win real cash. Play with friends or other fans and let your knowledge shine all the way to the bank. You can play without downloading anything. Just go to app.quiz.com. That's APP and it's right there on the overlay right there. If you're watching this on YouTube, app.quiz.com. Remember, quiz is spelled with three I's and start playing today. NBA Quiz is the ultimate knowledge challenge. For fans that live and breathe basketball, and based on this question, you should be able to answer these easy. The answer, I hope, obviously, is a royal blue and gold. Those are the official colors of the Warriors. And look, if you thought that question was easy, get on the website today and win some money. Go to app.quiz.com. Again, app.quiz with three eyes. Q u i i i z dot com. To test your knowledge and win cash today. That's quiz with three eyes, just like a three-pointer. Play now, showcase your skills, and take home cash prizes. App.quiz.com with three eyes, where fans become champions. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day one final segment of Locked on Warriors. Thank you for making Locked on Warriors your first listen every day for the everydayers. We're back at this. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm thankfully going to be taking a mental break from the Warriors to focus on the San Francisco 49ers going to the Super Bowl. But the Warriors are back at this. They're going to have a little reprieve and they play again on Tuesday where they play their final home game before starting a five game road trip. They host, the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, boy. And that's a team that's always played the, the Warriors tough. Joel Embiid, your favorite for MVP, recently scored 70 points. He always torches the Warriors. And that was back when they were bigger. I Oh, my God. I I don't know what the hell to expect for that game. But late latest case scenario is when we'll be back at it uh, Tuesday night for that. But in all likelihood, we'll have at least one show, maybe two before then. Uh, talking about this struggling Warriors team. I really hope a trade happens soon. Look, the Andrew Wiggins thing, again, by his standards, by most people's standards, good offensive game tonight. You know, I mean, uh, 22 points is not something you, you write home about. Um, But he was efficient. He grabbed five rebounds, which is, in my opinion, a meager number for a player that was heavily counted on to play uh, – inside to to play a bruiser type role even though that's not his who he is as a player period um but nonetheless 22 points in 41 minutes five rebounds in 41 minutes he's a defensive liability and here's the big problem with Andrew Wiggins what the hell are you going to do when Moses Moody's back what the hell are you going to do when Gary Payne the second is back Are you, I mean, the the Golden State Warriors right now, I'm looking at the standings after tonight's game. There are three games behind the Utah Jazz for the play-in. You know, I I sometimes tune into national shows just to hear, you know, what some of these national folks, most of whom miss the mark tremendously. uh, But I still like to, you know, get my finger on the pulse of what, what the, the national opinion is on the Golden State Warriors and and even the game was nationally televised tonight we had Stephen a we had former architect of the dynasty bob myers who is sorely missed uh you know talking about the warriors you had uh, uh mike Wilbon with the national coverage the game was on abc hell of a game by the way i mean it was no doubt entertaining just didn't end up in you know the, the side that fans of the warriors wanted but the national folks, you hear them talking about it. And one thing that keeps coming up is this Warriors team, they're not going to get far in the playoffs. How do you know they're even making the playoffs? they are three games out of the play in right now. They can't beat good teams. They're five games below 500. So so my thing is, bigger picture here, <laughs> Steve Calvo. Steve Cowboys, by the way, bravo. The Warriors are only a 20-game winning streak away from turning things around. What are you gonna do when when Moody and, and Gary Payne II come back? Even if Gary Payne II decide, you know, just if he's gonna be the casualty, what are you gonna do with Moses Moody? Are you just gonna let him rot? You're just gonna give him DNPs? In what world is that a good thing? In what world is that a logical, reasonable thing to hinder? the development of Moses Moody so that you can play Andrew Wiggins. Why? So you can miss the playoffs. You got to have some foresight into the future. You got to make some decisions here that are based on long-term success, not just let's see what happens this year. I mean, what is Kerr thinking? I, I really do not get it. I just don't get it. I don't get the Corey Joseph minutes. I don't get three point guards out there. I don't get. <laughs> I don't get why he took her so long to finally start playing. Kaminga, Kaminga, by the way, I want to give him some love real fast uh, because for the sixth straight game he scored twenty or more points. For the twenty-third straight game, he is, has double-digit scoring. The dude is real. He could be a perennial All-Star. Could be a superstar, and no thanks to his head coach uh jonathan kamiga tonight played 43 minutes i imagine that's a career high shot 50 percent from the field was eight of 16 oh yeah he can also shoot deep he was two of three from beyond the arc his three-point percentage continues to go up after a brutal start to the season uh career-wise he's a 35 percent three-point sh- shooter side note that's not bad it's not great but it is good remember the mendoza line for three-point shooting is 33 percent that equates to 50 percent shooting uh, uh for the 2 which is also a good number. You're not hindering your team shooting 33% or better from beyond the arc. And kaminga tonight was 2 of 3 from beyond the arc, was second on the team in rebounds with 9. He's even improved his passing, two had two assists tonight. In 43 minutes he had two turnovers. That's a good number. And uh while clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins fouled out, kaminga hung on there with five finished the game with 22 points and but it wasn't enough stephen curry and again i i mentioned at the beginning of the show there's footage of him out there he literally hulk Hoganed and ripped his shirt off and yes dr j you're absolutely right pajemski on lebron james at the end of the game was an absolute joke um but Steph had another fantastic game. He better make the all-star game. That would be a travesty if somehow he got screwed over because there is a potential log jam in terms of guards for the Western Conference. Steph, I mean, is it, how much does it kill you folks that that three-pointer he hit at the end there, that dagger was for nothing except just stats. Steph had a big night tonight, 46 points, 17 of 35 shooting, 35 field goal attempts is a huge number for him. That's that's a that's one of the biggest I've ever seen. Uh he was 9 of 21 from beyond the arc, 21 three-point attempts in this game, had seven assists, had three rebounds, had four turnovers, had a steal. 46 point night for Stephen Curry including that big three, but it wasn't enough. He's frustrated. He needs help. I want to make one thing very clear because there's this misconception out there that Steve Kerr and Stephen Curry are like are are like joined to the hip that Steph is like is in love with his head coach. Stephen Curry truly loved Mark Jackson. He got over that really fast. Okay like so anybody anybody who thinks that that he can't that he won't be happy he won't accept any coaching change that's ridiculous. He's a a a no drama played cool kind of guy. And he'll miss Steve Kerr. I wouldn't doubt that if he told me something in that gist, but he would happily move on. And again, I asked him myself a year and a half ago, do you want more size on this team? Yes. There was no delay in his response. Steph wants help. Uncle Jay's mobile auto repair. Where is your auto repair, sir? Give it some love, man. Mention that in the chat. You say bronze to goat. Eh, I don't know. Not compared to Michael Jordan. No. Cade, who do you want me to block that same person? <laughs> the CTV channel asks, who should they hire? If you're a new listener to this show, you have not heard me mention it before. So I'll say it again. Brent Barry. Why do I bring up Brent Barry? Besides the fact that he's the son of a golden state warriors legend besides the fact that he has been working in a front office for a little while now, besides the fact he's a former champion himself, besides the fact that if you've watched him for years on TNT, you know he's got a brilliant basketball mind, but the Warriors also want him. They reached out to him, and he declined for the job that ultimately went to Mike Dunleavy Jr. But if you come back and this time say, will you be our head coach, will he say no? So Brent Berry's my number one choice my number two choice, and I don't know if it's realistic, but I would throw the bag at Chris Paul and say, try to win that ring as our head coach next year. Court Porter, why do you keep bringing up Alperin Sengun? I don't get that. He's not available for trade. Um, <laughs> Someone says, <laughs> uh, Steve Nash for head coach. Folks, thank you for joining me. I hope someday soon I can be positive and we can talk about victories and the good stuff again. Go Niners, baby. Have a great rest of the weekend. Bye. Bye.